Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Dr. Movie. That's right, like you expect it to be something else. Uh, a show from me to you, but from my car. I don't know, folks. I'm still trying. Still trying to find a slogan here. Uh, somebody come up with one for me. I need one pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, I could have just used something from one of our sponsors on Hell Me, I guess. That'd be ridiculous enough. Anyways, got another one for you. Glad that you're listening. And uh, kind of sticking with the uh, Italian giallo theme as much as I can. And I never realized when I thought about doing these just how difficult it is to talk about them without giving anything away because it really ties your hands or ties your tongue to where you can't talk about really half the movie. So these are my poor attempts of trying to explain why you should check these movies out without really telling you why. <laughs> so in, uh, in that state we have... 1983's A Blade in the Dark from the great Lamberto Bava, right? So we've already covered Macabre. We just covered uh, not too long ago, last week, and uh, which was such a messed up movie. And uh, this one, I'm going to say, may have influenced another recent movie that we covered uh, by Brian De Palma. To a certain degree. So, uh, of course, De Palma loves these flicks, loves the idea of the murder mystery. And uh, this one's one of those that you can see the influences going into it and the influences coming out of it. So, um, 1983, it's called a horror slash thriller. And let's talk about this cast. First and foremost, when anybody thinks about this movie, if they know about it, you got to bring up um, Mikhail Suave, right? Um, understudy of Lamberto Bava and Dario Argento. Uh, an actor that's been in several of these flicks, right? He was in Demons. He's in this one. He's in City of the Living Dead. So he's made his way through all the great Italian horror directors. Uh, an understudy of Bava and Argento. Matter of fact, he was assistant director on this movie. So, uh, yeah, this guy ends up being a powerhouse a little later on. Didn't make a lot of films, but the, one he, the ones that he made were really, really good. So, uh, we got Michele in here. We got uh, Fabiola Toledo, who uh, is from Demons, right? The movie Demons big transformation so uh, again this is this movie is like a who's who from the Italian cinema world this next name I'm going to screw up for sure it's Andrea Acipinti Acipinti anyways lots of C's lots of O's lots of I's uh, what you need to know is it's the guy from uh, New York Ripper right so he's in this and another thing, we've got uh, Stanko from Macabre in here, the blind guy. You know, the guy that owned the, the hotel or whatever. Rented the room, the board. Yeah, he's in this too as the, the groundskeeper. So, always good to see him and other stuff too. Good actor. 
So we'll give you the lowdown of this movie. It says, uh, strange events and disappearances plague a composer as he scores a horror film in an Italian villa. So yeah, uh, I don't know what it is, but we like to torture the, uh, the musicians for some reason. We see that in several of these movies. And, uh, he's trying to write a theme for this movie, which when the, when this movie kicks off, we, we see a scene where these three boys are playing. They're probably, you know, eight years old or so. And they throw a ball down this long stairway that leads down to the darkness. It's creepy looking. And they tell the other boy, which happens to be Bob, if you're an Italian horror fan. I've talked about Bob before in some of the other episodes, but he's kind of the kid you love to hate, right? He gets on everybody's nerves. And he has a a role in this one where he's the kid supposed to go down and get the ball because if he's not, then you're a female, you're a female, you're a female. So that's the threat that they make to this kid that if he doesn't go get the ball. And uh, he goes down and you hear a scream and all of a sudden you see the ball fly back up where the kids are and it hits the wall and it leaves a blood print on it, right? And while we're seeing this, it backs away and lets us know that this is a film that you know, this director's putting together and our antagonist is there and he's working on the score to go with it. Now, he works on the score through this entire movie and I'm just going to say it's pretty much the Phantasm theme just switched up a little bit. And, man, I've been missing out on a major gig if all you have to do is write this, you know, five-second segment of music that they use over and over and over in horror films. Shoot, I could have done that. But anyways, he works on this thing endlessly. And then one night while he's working, uh, a lady shows up just out of the blue, ends up being one of the neighbors, comes over and talks about wanting to meet the new person. Uh, and this girl is full tilt crazy. I mean, she's hitting on the guy, all that kind of stuff. And... Uh, there's already strange things starting to happen at this house that the musician's starting to notice. And, uh, but this lady comes in, uh, like I said, starts hitting on him, and then she decides she needs to go to the restroom. And while she's in the restroom, our composer's back working on his music again. Bruno's working. And uh, then uh, while he stops, he's like, I wonder where she went. He goes, look for her and can't find her anywhere. She's, she's gone, right? What we don't know is she's being chased downstairs by a killer and uh, with an X-Acto knife. That's kind of the running thing here, this X-Acto knife for quite a bit. And uh, so our composer starts working on his music again and trying to figure things out, and he keeps hearing something in the recording. He's got an old reel-to-reel machine, right? And he's got these big overhead mics that's picking up the entire room while he records which is not really necessary for, you know, synthesizers and stuff. But anyways, that's the story we're going with. It kind of pulls from the changeling here. Because in the recording, he can hear some noise, and he's not for sure what it is. So he starts isolating that track, and he can hear whispering. Some of it he can understand, some that he can't. But it comes down to two ladies whispering, and one of them saying, the secret must be kept, more or less. That's what's being said. And... 
obviously this led to the disappearance of this lady, actually the murder of this lady, right? So we've got somebody going around protecting a secret and uh, just knocking off people and disposing of the bodies. And it's all left for our composer Bruno to figure out, right? And if he gets too involved, of course the killer is going to come after them too, right? So, uh, not to give much more away, I think that's enough to get you interested to check it out. Uh, it's Italian, folks. I mean, what can I say? It, 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 if you're used to that, then you, you know what you're getting. But this is a really solid giallo. It's really good. And, uh, and the kills in it are not over the top or that brutal except for one which I'm going to say is one of the most brutal ones I've ever seen in any flick. And uh, it's a young lady who's uh, washing her hair in the bathroom, reaches across the sink. I don't know if she's looking for a conditioner or whatever, but she's reached across the sink for something, not looking. And a huge butcher knife comes down through her hand and into the tabletop that the sink is on, the countertop. Holding her hand, you know, nailed down to the countertop while the killer takes a plastic bag, wraps it around her head and just starts bashing her head on the countertop, on the sink on the edge of the bathtub I mean it is, it's brutal the knife blade comes down and goes through her hand and while the killer is pulling and tugging on the girl uh, the knife blade the, the sharp part is turned out towards her fingers, like your hand was laying flat, and the knife was down through the top of your hand, the blade of it is going out to the fingers, and while they're pulling on this girl, it is pulling that blade through her hand, and it splits right up between her fingers, and finally breaks her loose, while the killer is just bashing her head on everything in sight, making it a bloody mess inside that bag, it's, it's pretty gruesome, man. I have to admit, uh, it really caught me off guard the first time I saw it. I was like, all right, we're delivering the goods here. So, uh, Lamberto Bava, doing it again, right? And uh, I'm not going to give much more else away. Uh, like I said, I, I, I really think, uh, I think Dress to Kill by Brian De Palma kind of borrows from this movie a little bit. Not going to say what, not going to say why. But uh, if you saw that one and then you check this one out, then you're going to obviously see what I'm talking about. Um, for the most part, uh, I really like this movie. Um, it, it's got its problems, like all of them do. And, you know, your explanation at the end, like I said, the Italian flicks, you're going to get a 20-second, you know, well, who would have thought it? You know, that kind of thing. That's just how they do these. And, uh, you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm totally okay with that. Because I think that's part of the Italian flair, again, of not wasting your time dragging out extra emotions and stuff. Just putting it on a platter, and there you go, right? Uh, I'm going to give this a, a 3 out of 5, which it could be a little higher. It could be a 4 on certain days. There's elements I really like about this one. It's just not one that I revisit a lot. But uh, it's on Tubi, like everything else we've been talking about. So hopefully you can uh, take the time and check this one out. 
and start your journey down the road of Giallo movies. And this is a this is a really good one. So uh, that's all I got on this one. Make sure you reach out and let me know if you have seen this movie, if you like this movie. If there's movies that you want me to cover, you can reach out to me on obviously Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, and also all these shows. Uh, all the Doctor Movie stuff falls under the Hail Me moniker. So when you look it up on Spotify or anywhere else you're listening, uh, it's under Hail Me. And I'm okay with that too. This is a a side show. I mean, Hail Me will always be number one. But this is just a way for me to cover a lot of stuff that will never see the light of day on Hail Me. Because, well, that's not what that format is for. So I think with this show, you're starting to really see where I come from as far as a movie fan. Yes, I watch a lot of not-so-great stuff, but I love it because they're showing you things just a little differently or, you know, things that you're just not going to see anywhere else or you're going to see things that are cheaply done that we see later on in other stuff. And these movies are the innovators of those things, and that's, that's why I like going back and reviewing these. And these movies in particular, all these giallos and stuff, these are not B-rate movies. These movies were pretty popular in the time that they came out. So uh, that's uh, something else to think about, too, is that's just how much the, the genre has changed, which led up to the slasher craze that we have in this late 70s, early 80s, well, through all the 80s, 90s, and now, right? There is no, there is no uh, Halloween. There is no Friday the 13th without these movies. And uh, I like that. I like that aspect, and I like to enlighten people and make them see things uh, that normally they would just skip over because it doesn't have Jason in it, right? Uh, I think if you like those movies, then there's elements of these that you're going to love too because it's still the same thing, right? To a certain degree. These are just a bit more intelligent. Oops, did I say that? Uh, It makes you think more, right? Friday the 13th, all the slasher flicks, they're, they're, you know, they're entertainment flicks, right? These you have to kind of think because you're trying to figure out who's doing all this stuff, right? So there you go, folks. That's it for this one. Hope you check it out. Lambert Obama. Uh, it's really hard to go wrong with him. I mean, he's, he's made a lot of good ones. So that's it for this one, folks. We will check you later.